distortion of the fabric of space and time around one black hole also exists for the other black hole. So you have black holes entering each other's event horizons. So I opened up that thesis. I didn't understand a single page in Rabbits as well. Yeah, they've been a addition. That's audio is gonna be fried. Just such a surreal conversation. Yeah, just being like talking, but yeah, going through what we've been through the last few days. But again. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have to. You can go from anywhere from here. We don't even have to talk about who you are. We don't have to talk about any of that. You can. You're. You're Ben. Ben is here. Ben is a dude. And let's go ahead. Take the reins. So, here we go. First time for everything. Um, mm-hmm. What am I going to do? A little intro. Who I am. What I do. Where right. I've been. Where I'm from. Shoot for it. <laughs> um, I'm Ben. I'm 21 from <laughs> the UK. <laughs> It's like I'm on Tinder. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> this is like I your interview. Um, come on, do it like hot though. Like sell yourself. Um, I'm yeah. My name's Ben. I'm 21 from the UK. I love that. Um, in Devon, um, sunny, sunny Devon, mm. and I am out in Australia. Wow. Um, I've been out since March, but been a bit of a rocky road. But the last few weeks have been incredible. Um, especially meeting. It was a long time coming meeting Harry and. Now meeting all of his housemates, and yeah, just while well, you fight off the rabbit, yeah, sorry, so it doesn't bro. chew through the cables. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I come from. I'm a heat and gas engineer by trade, but I'm looking to mix it up. And yeah, moving to Bondi next week, this week, before I get kicked out by Harry. Yep, <laughs> I have to keep the pressure, like because that's always it. that's an interesting thing to even talk about. In, for instance, right? So like having someone in your house bro there's a massive threat of someone who just wouldn't move out and like how can you get someone out so like even though I see you're doing I see you're moving I always have to just have that pressure on you because that's just how the, how it has to happen you know what I mean like you know I like having you here I enjoy having your company but like it's your house at the end of the day yeah and I feel like you without just having that subtle pressure it opens up the potential of a, of a experience that would just be not uh, it could end bad. It could end bad, especially because I'm representing the household for the boys, and I'm the one who brought you in. It's my yeah. responsibility to make sure that it happens in the most, the best way possible. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. The pressure has been applied, but in a very gentle and respectful way. That's. And that's all I can really ask for. Yeah. And yeah, it was just. I think the first. Um, the thing that you said was as long as you're proactively seeking. Yeah. somewhere to stay and I went for a couple of house viewings room viewings mm. in Bondi and put a deposit down today and I'm moving in on Thursday or Friday Killing it. and yeah. Oh, yeah so I've got how many days what are we on now Monday mm. it's been really weird mm. since having surgery my life has been very much lacking 
you can pause this and then no, play no. it. No, ah, no routine. Mm. I very much haven't had a routine for at least about eight to nine weeks, mm. at the very least. So I'm looking forward to starting a new job in a field that I've never been in before yeah. and just waking up and having a purpose to wake up because at the minute sleeping on the sofa all the boys leave for work in the morning yeah. and I'm there dozing in bed not very awake or wide or it's crazy I'm fucking jealous when I leave and you're still in bed warm I'm like but then I'm jealous yeah. that you've all got purpose and you're going purpose? out to make to make the world a better place is it? I don't know about that man Making the world a better place. Purpose is like the hardest fucking thing, man. Mm. For me, myself. I'm like, I'm doing this because if I don't do something, I'm wasting my life. But in terms of purpose, oh, that's a fucking hard one. Do like, you find purpose within your job? Both of you? <laughs> Question to... Yeah, I find yeah. personal growth. That's the only purpose I find in my job. The money, I don't give a fuck about the money. Mm. The money is just the thing that keeps the, the, the lights on and stuff like that. And, and it allows me to like, express like my generosity to my friends and being able to like be the per- type of person I want to be but beyond that uh, I, I'm only doing my job because I want to I want to put myself in a position that I'm not good at something and I want to prove to myself that no matter what I do as long as I decide that I want to be good at it I can then make myself good at it like as much as I've been talking about this job and like I don't it's a weird it's a weird mindset because it's like I don't care if I get fired because I'm trying my best. But I believe that if I'm trying my best, I can't get fired because it's me trying my best. And if I try my best, I will succeed. You know what I mean? Strong mindset. Like my work ethic is there. I'm not I'm not getting what I should be doing. I'm doing a sales job, by the way. So I'm trying to get like sales every day and I'm not currently living up to that standard. And I... I, that's okay for me and I'm not going to let that bring my I'm not going to let that make me upset because I know I'm trying my best but if I do get fired when I'm trying my best that that will be very frustrating because I'll be like huh so I did try my best uh, and then I also got fired and therefore it proves that you can't succeed at everything you put your mind to perhaps or maybe I've got to reassess was I actually trying my best Yes, no. Oh, I could have been studying when I got home in order to... There's definitely areas you can yeah. always improve. But That's what I was going to say when you about your first point you made. Do you ever see yourself fully settling in the job or is it always going to be like high performance, high performance, high performance? Are you ever going to feel comfortable within a role in a job? I hope so. I want to be... Okay. I, I think... I just know that I'll have to be at like not the top but either like as a teacher, a mentor, uh, a leader, that to, is what I'll be doing. To pass on your yeah your knowledge and okay. Well, not pass on knowledge. I just think I'm good at, at at I'm I'm good at diplomacy. I'm good at being in a group of people and allowing everyone's voices to be heard. And if I am the one who has the power to have the control, I'm I feel like myself. I am good at easing off that control and then dispersing it to other people so that they can be valued and then that creates a good group dynamic that's what i feel like my gift is on group dynamic there was one of the first podcasts that i listened to mm. uh, that you guys have done so for those listening hundreds and thousands of people listening billions yeah. um i met harry on a app called couch surfing 
which is absolutely incredible app. Um, not a lot of people use it really. Not it's our crazy, age. Crazy, hey. Not our age. It's a great app. Um, but yeah, I was on there and I was looking for somewhere. I drove up from Melbourne and I was looking for somewhere um in Sydney just to come and hopefully get a little bit of local knowledge of where to stay and just somewhere to like settle before fully settling. Mm. And I messaged Harry and replied a few days later and it was a long time coming. It was a I messaged you oh my god, it must have been like two, two, three months ago. Yeah. And then it was a long time coming, a little bit of contact here and there. And when I turned up, I just, yeah, felt like I was, felt very welcomed off the bat. That's but then coming from listening to you guys on the podcast about you making everyone feel like they have a part to bring to the group and everyone has a voice. Mm. As you spoke about one of your podcasts, I can't remember which one it was. It was about when you boys go on a night out, it was how sometimes the leaders mm. of the group can have a big influence on other people even though they don't want to do something. Mm. So, and then on your podcast you spoke about you took a step back from a night out mm. and you let the people who are normally the followers mm. lead. Mm. And you said it, they didn't, they didn't want to go to a club, but after going to a few pubs and that, they eventually you allowed them to take you to the uh, to the club yes and, and they were the but that was tom i'm not sure if i should say his name but fuck it have i met tom yeah you met him last night he was the one in the blue jumper last night you met him mullet long hair oh yeah sorry yeah yeah, yeah. sorry there's yeah. i've there's i've had a crash course in about eight friends in the last three days and <laughs> yeah. sometimes the names just yeah, yeah. crash into one that's no stress but, Okay. Yeah. So he was. He doesn't like. He doesn't like, like the masculine bravado of clubs and the whole energy and just like he gets anxious about it, and he didn't want to go into the club. And I, I just said, all right, we don't. So we went down and sat down and hung out for a bit. And then eventually, just from like sitting behind him and supporting him and 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 giving him in like empowering his choices. And showing that I'm going to follow you, I'm going to support your decision. It, it enabled him to push beyond the boundaries of himself. And he was the one who was keen to line up in the club. Nice. You know what I mean? He was the one leading the pack to go to the club. Whereas before he was the one resisting. And it caused a schism in the group. And then we united at the end of it. It was really nice. Are we going to talk about the other night? The other night? Sure, sure. Where do you, where do you, want, to start? Where do you want to start? Well, it was good because it kind of... We all had our own voice and we all did our own thing. Yes. And then we did try to come together, mm. but for unforeseeable circumstances. Great circumstances. For some. Yeah. No, no, for all. We didn't. We didn't come together at the end. Yeah, that's fine. But there's always another time, mm. and I'm looking forward to a night out with the boys in one place. So, so yeah, a little bit of backstory. Harry met. Say tell tell them about where here we yeah, go. Yeah. Tell them about your friend from the UK who you met and where we met him. Well, I, this is a completely different dynamic on the podcast. This, I, I, like you you come in here and it's 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 different now. It's interesting. Good, different, or no, it's just different. It's not okay. worse. It's just this is this is the flavor that you're bringing to it. See, for instance, you're more. I haven't even more, looked at the camera yet. This is incredible. Yes, but you are more. Uh, observer orientated, whereas yeah. whereas me and Angus are more 
Angus and I orientated and the observers observe. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Whereas we're talking to the observers. Yeah. Let me tell you about what we did. Let me tell you a story. Whereas yeah. me and Gus will just be talking between ourselves and the observer is just a byproduct. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it is interesting. We'll try it this way because I've never really done it this way. I'm not sure if I'm good at doing it this way. Okay. Because Ma- imagine if this gets thousands of views. Oh, yeah. I'm not good at telling stories like in terms of like from myself. Like, hey, me and my mate. Like the kind who I met, he was like, He's he's just like this English he's bloke and he's just like he's just like what was that? What'd you say, Gus? I said do you think you're bad at telling stories, bro? Jump in, <laughs> tell me a story. No 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 I, mean, I don't have one locked and loaded. Yes, you do. When I'm telling a story, I'm literally like, oh yeah, remember this <laughs> And you're like Yeah, and it'll just be thirty seconds of silence and then I'll start stumbling over my words because I'm trying to keep the ball moving and then I'll just go Fuck the forget ball. about it. Fuck and then the you're ball. like no, keep going, man. Keep going. I'm like, oh yeah. So, hmm. and then the ball. Fuck the ball, though. There is no ball. It's an effort to push the ball. Keep the ball rolling. All right, the ball Yeah. So, this is this is the exercising like the ability to tell a story. All right. So story time. Yeah. So I met this bloke. I was in Athens, and I was staying in a hostel. And this was an amazing hostel. It was like the best hostel I stayed in. It was like fifty people in there, just all getting absolutely destroyed every night, right? We was playing beer pong, everywhere. people all over the world. It was amazing, bro. Um, quickly, hostel, or how do you say it? Hostel. Hostel. You say hostel. Hostel. Yeah, hostel. <laughs> We've definitely got to come on to English words mm. and yep. accents. Yeah, and English slang as well. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and Australian slang. Australia. Yeah. But it gives you best of the accent. Yeah, <laughs> I literally, I literally can't. And it's funny because... I've had a lot of people talk about my accent. We're going to come back to your story. Mm. But a lot of people have complimented my accent. But being one of the few um, Englishmen out here, yeah. I, don't, I don't hear my accent on me. But when someone takes a piss out of my accent, mm. it becomes very apparent how different my voice is to yours. Yeah. But it's really good. <clears throat> Some people are like, are you sure? Can I, can I say this? And you're like, hey, you're going you're gonna to say it anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I sound really posh. Yeah, proper. <laughs> you do. You proper. Sound proper. Yeah. Just quickly, guys. Say car. 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 It's not car. 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 Uh, <laughs> can you? Yeah, you gotta try that. You gotta try that. You gotta try the Aboriginal words. Warombi. 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 Right. One friend in Athens, you're in a hostel. Oh yeah, so I met this guy and we were playing beer pong. And oh bro, I bricked in front of this girl. There's this girl called Athena in Athens. And I remember like we were all chatting. she was like the hot chick there. And we were all fucking sitting like sitting around, everyone's like this, and you got this other English dude like just at her corner, like trying to get in with her. And I'm like this dude, this Australian guy, I'm fucking pissed. I swear <laughs> everyone was smarter than me and I was dumb. And it was interesting. Like I swear I've been thinking about that, like are Australians just dumb? Or like, are we perceived as dumb? I think it's true because everywhere I went, like they looked at me like, oh, I think this cunt's like a little bit retarded. Dumb. <laughs> yeah, because our words aren't—they're slur- Like we smash mm. words together. Mm. I think they didn't think I was very smart, and I don't know if I like. Who knows? I'm tra- I've been trapped in Australia life. I don't know. Like I haven't expanded to know what like are other races actually smarter than each other? Is all this shit even real? You know what I mean? Like I don't know if that's true. Are the English people? have better education system and a more sophisticated lineage of like thought 
it definitely depends from accent wise so mm. a lot of people when you say that you're english out here they are surprised by my accent because they haven't heard that many people in the media with my accent mm. whereas i think what a lot of australians who i've met have been exposed to is like i don't know love island type accents mm. let's just put that in a a bubble yeah and then when i say that i'm from the uk and down in devon which is in the south of england um i live in bridford which is just outside of exeter on dartmoor and it is incredible but not many people little plug for devon <laughs> hope mum's listening um, <laughs> shout out to kathy and em emmanuel's <laughs> stepdad um both absolute legends and my brother josh okay. um miss you all but i'll see you i'll see you before you realize oh gee yeah um yeah accents i've definitely received one or two compliments Mm. on my accent i was actually at cafe with chris who's one of your housemates and the waitress there she was a little chris this is chris chris's observation is my coffee order was very simple but she looked at me like i've just dropped from space Mm -hmm. and Chris said it was just, um, Chris was like giggling in the background mm. because it was just incredible for him to watch the her yeah. facial expressions when I was trying to order a simple flat white order, I believe. Mm. But yeah, it's been good. The accent definitely gives you a little bit of a level up out here. Edge. Oh, but, but then what was it like when you're in Athens? None, I didn't get anything. People thought I was English. Oh, that's, yeah, well, like, all the Europeans UK. thought I was from UK. Seriously, thought I was American. Thought I was Irish. No one clued on that I was Australian. They didn't give so a fuck strange. about my accent. I don't know how strong your accent. It's not. I could be like, "Hey, gal, mate, what are you doing?" And they're actually Australians like that. Like, yeah, yeah. But right, you go further up north and like okay. the country, if you go country or fucking yeah. further up north, it's gonna be real fucking. Hey, <laughs> I'm I'm I don't think I've been exposed to that kind of. Watch Big Les. Yeah, watch Big Les. Watch Big Les. That is as bogan as you can fucking Yeah, you go on, can't. Bogan. Explain. Bogan Bogan is like... Explain to an Englishman what a bogan... Well, to the English viewers, who hopefully I have a few friends who will watch Um, this. Um, Explain to them what a bogan is in in Australian slang. It's like an Aussie redneck. But it's not. But it's not at the same time. That's just like how you would describe it, but they're not your redneck. It's not a redneck. It's like... It's a vibe. Yes. Is it like a stereotypical version of an Australian? Yes. Or like... But they they have like certain... It's like certain characteristics. (laughs) There's many different types of bogans. There's like like the hard-working construction type bogan. (laughs) Yeah. Who's just like... Fucking, he's been a bricky since he's been a kid, and he's fucking has beers on site all the time. And he's fucking <laughs> leaves for the pub and shit like that. But then you got like doll bludgers, and then they're like that's a, that's another type of bogan. But then you got like out west bogan, and then you got the commodore bogans. You got the junkie bogans. You got the esche bogans. There's, there's many types. Hmm. Is but it the bogan is, it, is, a, is a sub is a subcategory of human? Okay. Is it a compliment or is it an insult? Depends who you ask. Because that's Eastern suburbs, it's a, it's if you call someone a bogan in the eastern suburbs, it's a, it's a it's an insult. But out here, if you call someone a bogan, they go, "Yeah, I'm a fucking bogan," and they, that's it. So it's kind of like some bogans are pr- bogan 
Australians listening to me. Um, are some some Australians proud to be yeah, yeah. classed oh, as a bogan? Yeah. Because it, 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 okay. it's like whether you're proud to have the things that are attributed with being a bogan. You like V8 supercars? You're really into the footy? You're a Panthers fan? Um, I don't know what else. Yeah, yeah, yeah supercars. <laughs> yeah, like an NRL. Yeah, state of origin. State of origin. And then like AFL as well. That's also huge. You like your bunny? Not out this way necessarily. Um, Down in like Melbourne. Melbourne and Perth. It was huge. Yeah. Mm. The family that I was staying with, they were super keen. They would watch game after game. Mm. And I just, yeah. If if you're from the UK, watch a footy game because it's not like footy at home. What footy though? Which one? AFL or? Yeah, yeah. AFL. It's just, it's like rugby with no rules. It's, it's soccer and, and, and rugby yeah. put together, I'd say. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You said you get to jump on people's shoulders. Yeah, and literally swing people to the floor. Mm. Yeah. You can't tackle with your shoulder, apparently. Like, you can't tackle legs, I think, yeah. Yeah, because it's, um, isn't it chest to, chest yeah. to waist, whereas yeah. rugby is chest down. Yeah. Um, which I think is a bit gnarly, that you can just straight up smash someone in the chest. Mm. But have you boys ever played? Rugby? No, um, AFL. No, no, I've never been into it. Bro, growing up around here, it was literally like, you play AFL, gay AFL, yeah. gay AFL. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. It was like, it frowned upon. Yeah. Because we're, we're a rugby league area, so yeah. everyone plays rugby league. And if you play soccer, oh, pussy playing soccer. <laughs> and like a lot of dudes would play footy after they play soccer because they didn't want to be pussies anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like friendship groups revolve around what sport you play and shit like that. Yeah, I mean... Like, it's funny how it's like eight hours apart, but the difference between... Because in Melbourne, I got the... Um, I got a feeling that if you played footy, you were like top dog, kind of like our age, kind of. Watched a game and there was like... But I love the set about here because you have like AFL playing and then you also have like the girls playing netball. Mm. And then like yeah. you will come together at the end and have like me and clubhouse and it's like... Do you call it a clubhouse? Or yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. And I just thought there's nothing like that in the UK. Like it's all so separate and so divided. Well, I've never experienced that coming together thing, but just okay. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we never had that. We we had like female teams that play like we played like yeah. Oz tag, like like touch tag, like what you what you play. Oz tag. Mm. I'm excited to play Oz tag. Oh, you love it. Absolutely really love it. Mm. It's just it's a it's, it's NRL, so you play it with your foot rather than stepping over it. It's a little bit different. Okay. It's a bit slower, but... Yeah, so it's, it's like rugby league, but yeah. no contact. With tags. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so the tag rugby we play at home is ru- fairly is similar. Touch? Or is it tags? A belt. So you yeah, have a, yeah, yeah. Belt for a tag belt, and then, yeah, and then five tags turnover ball. Is that the same yeah, idea? Yeah, yeah, And, um, yeah, I played that for, must be coming up, three years. That's so good. And got introduced by um, my friend Chris, who then I met my best friend Dylan, who used to run a local club in the Teen Valley. And so if he is listening to this, martial art. <laughs> martial art. <laughs> My brother. Um, yeah, it was, it was the best part of... Best part of rugby... The part of rugby that I enjoyed without getting smashed. Mm. I always enjoyed playing rugby, mm. but it got to a stage where everyone seemed to be six foot and hit puberty, and I was still a little lad and it would turn into survival not not like how was the game it was did you survive and that was like a bonus mm. Mm. yeah no yeah yeah no. Fucking, 
my NRL experience as a kid was because I love fucking playing it. Like to a point where if I didn't get, I would put like my heart and soul into the game, and if I didn't get MVP like younger, I would literally just like, chuck fits and like sometimes I would cry. What's MVP? Most valuable player. Yeah. Like in the game. Ah, uh, MVP. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Because I took it so seriously as a kid, but then at the same time, I was literally allergic to like the fucking grass. <laughs> like if I fucking played a full game and I was getting rolling like rolling over in it, you, you, you have you heard of eczema? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah I get fucking riddled with eczema all over my body and like in the grass. Yeah, and eventually mom and dad were like pulled me out and I was like oh no no, <laughs> but then growing up and seeing everybody else kind of play, I, I felt like I was missing out mm. and because I could also I from a young age, I saw that I was still sort of saying, staying the same sort of size, but everyone around me was just getting bigger and tougher, and I just felt a bit weak. Mm, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Exactly how I felt. And it's interesting, because out in New Zealand, I know that they, they play rugby at junior ages, but it's under weight categories. Yeah, that's so that makes fucking sense, because they have units. Exactly. There. And then... Yeah. I remember playing rugby at home and it would just be some teams would be there'd be one big lad and they would just pass it to him and he'd just walk through the lot yeah. and there's yeah. nothing did you, you like that though? I liked that that was like good <laughs> presented <laughs> yeah. if you're on the opposing team challenge yeah. literally yeah. like I grew up playing footy in high school and we had the we, we went to like a pretty white boys school and we only had a couple islanders and we would verse this other team and they were all islanders and <laughs> when we were in monsters. year seven and year eight yeah they had all gone through puberty they had beards and everything and they were all playing like Harold, Harold Matson like that's like rep footy and stuff like that okay. so we get there and we were like kids like just with bum fluff on our chins <laughs> don't even have any pubes and we're just like versing men and we're just like fuck but like I loved that I loved the fact that they were so much better because it's like if you could fuck them up it's so much better. You know what I mean? Am yeah. I the only one? Yeah. Oh, oh, that, would, uh, that makes complete sense. You'd be yeah. like, you feel like you've t- taken on a Titan. Yeah, because it's like, who are they? And then if you can beat them through technique and ability and skill, you you, you, you beat David versus Goliath. Did you, you know ever I mean? beat them? We beat them towards the end. Yeah. Okay. But it's like, but a lot of the times we didn't beat them because people were bitches. It was the exact yeah. same reason why, it's the exact same reason why, like, they were winning it's because people saw them and got scared whereas if you actually gave it a crap and you didn't give a fuck about their size and you actually just leveled them down to they're just a human being who if you chop their legs they trip over and you just come yeah. in and you go and you you, you got to meet their intensity and beat them at it and with that you win i think it's very much self it's a level of self-preservation i think all right. of us all of us that. exactly all of us have got different yeah. I don't know about you two but by the sounds of it it sounds like you were definitely at that age a bit braver than me I was very much on the rugby field I had quite a lot of self-preservation because I didn't want to I didn't put my head on the line mm. whereas my older brother Josh mm. he was incredible at rugby mm. but he was incredible because he put his absolute all into it, put his mind and his heart on the line mm. and mainly his body and suffered the consequences a couple of times but mm. he was known at top rugby club in his age group he would just he would be there to support everyone yeah. whatever position he was playing but i never had that that like fearlessness on the rugby pitch mm. 
Whereas it's quite funny because I say that and then I was staying with a couple lads in Port Arlington um, and we were I went to watch them surf a couple of times and they were asking about the surf at home and I would never go out and surf that they go out in because my I'm just absolutely terrified. But then after showing them a few videos of me on a bike and me on a scooter um, when I was younger, don't judge, um, they were like, they would like, they'd never do anything like that. Some of the like clips of me riding dirt jumps and downhill and stuff like, but it's just different in different sports and activities. You definitely have more confidence. And by the sounds of it, you had a lot of confidence. Yeah chopping some monster's legs out from under him that was Whereas my that was my identity on the footy play, on the footy field so who i was was the guy who was small and would had headgear on and i would just <laughs> look for the biggest guy and i'd just try and tackle him and like i got that was my reputation in, at least to myself because i did do it i know yeah. for sure i'm confident within that bit of a killer yeah i like defense <laughs> it was my position i like tackling people mm. I like, yeah, I like, I like, I like it. I like, I like dominating people within a set game. I don't yeah. like dominating people within like social settings. Mm. I like dominating people when, oh, you're, we're, we're both shook hands and we're both doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're both accepting that one of us is going to come off second best. And I love making someone come off second best. And that's the beautiful thing about rugby and was it, so it's rugby league you used to play. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's the beautiful thing is you will probably get stuffed up in a game and you'll stuff a few people up. Yeah. But then at the end, you'll shake hands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, but that's lads though. Even lads at school, like you have a fight with someone, not that I've ever been in a fight, but like, I don't know about you two, but like when you have mates having scraps at school and stuff, like it happens and then it's like resolved. Whereas girls, straight into the girl chat, girls like, it's like year long vendettas. Like, and they hold their grudges. I don't know if vendetta is the right word, but they hold grudges for like time. Whereas I don't think lads do. I think if you fall out with someone, you fall out and then you just keep your distance. You don't literally bitch or you don't fucking make their life any harder than it already is. You just move on and you do you and they do them. But yeah, I feel like it's just like it's just like levels of your life. Like, not all girls obviously like that. But I feel mm. like, yeah, oh yeah, no, that's a lot not... of girls. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. A lot. I feel like, yeah, it's like there's that it's that social drama level. And people like some people like gossip. It's what it what it's yeah. what dudes dudes love gossip too. It's what's it's what sources a lot of people's just entertainment and like fuck man like that's just yeah I don't know about that. Eh? I think it's it's almost sad for and like. Oh, I feel like it's sad because if you if that's your only kick that you get from your day, like we're all like active, like girlfriend, like jits, everything going on, and like you have external pleasures that are greater than that. Mm. But I almost feel sorry for people who don't have an external pleasure that's greater than having a bitch or making someone's life a yeah. little bit hard. I think that they just I think that 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 lifestyle is enforced by the people you're around. Yeah. Gossipers hang around gossipers. To yeah. stop gossiping, you remove yourself yeah. from the circle of gossip. Because there's a bunch of people in this world who don't gossip. And you know why you don't hear about them? Because they don't gossip. Yeah, big time. They're silent motherfuckers. You know what I mean? And like, I feel like our group has been silent motherfuckers. Like, we do shit. 
Mm. People know we're friends, but not, not much is known about yeah. what we are, except this podcast. Now, now we've opened up like yeah. what our relationships are. It's very interesting. Taking the kitchen sink with you as well. Yeah. Hey, you keep, what do you mean? <laughs> I'd like, if you could throw, like, throw the kitchen sink, like, get thrown under the bus. Mm. I, don't, I don't get it. Anyway, <laughs> don't worry. I missed the joke. But yeah. Force me through his logic. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, sorry. No. The English were then. I know the kitchen sink, but yeah. Know, it's not know, worth to go back into it and then break down. Bathroom but we're doing it right. Bathroom Oh fuck yeah! Anyways, I was in Athens, and <laughs> <laughs> we're back. Um, and yeah, there was that chick. I I I've thought about what I was going to tell her this story. I don't even remember what I said to her. I'm trying to think. I'm not being rude. I'm just writing little notes yeah. on that. Would you? Yeah, yeah. I was I was talking to this girl. Her name was Athena, and like everyone was around, and like it was like me just like <laughs> shooting the most subtle shot at this chick, and it was just like. She's like, uh, I was like, oh, you should come to Australia. She's like, why should you come to Australia? And I said, because I'm there. And then she goes, and? <laughs> and, and then everyone just goes, everyone just goes, oh, but I see the boys are like, respect. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they still shat on me. And I was like, fuck. Anyways, let's play beer pong. And then I met my mate, uh, the, my mate James, who I, who I met <laughs> in fucking Mark, Sydney. Yeah. And me and him. We're just fucking next to each other, and he's just like, hey man, are you fucking doing right? <laughs> he just, we're playing beer pong, and the whole game was like competitive, but me and him were by far the best. So he was just fucking me up, bro. I got destroyed. I lost every single game, just sculling beers, and I was just like, fuck. And then I, they just were ruthless against me. Then eventually I fucking just G'd up, and me and him were going at it, and we just had like this really competitive friendship, got chatting. Then came back, he said he's doing this massive trip through across the world after saving up for a couple of years. He's gone away for a couple of years now, like starting in Australia. He was telling me all this, I forgot about it. Messages me, hey bro, I'm in Australia, rah, 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 I wanna meet up. And I'm like, this is what something, I wasn't gonna meet up with him. But then I went and remembered like, nah, motherfucker, you, who, look at this guy, you, he, you met him in Athens. You gotta meet up with this guy. So I made the effort, met up with him. and. He said, back when we were in Athens, he said, he said, I'm sure we'll, our paths will cross again. Our paths have crossed again. And then when I met him again, the guy has a fucking weird vibe. Like, <laughs> as in like good vibe, as in like aura. The man has an aura. And I'm like, I'm like, I'll meet this man again. Like, I feel like this dude, throughout his travels and my travels, we're just going to crisscross our lives. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to see him a couple years from now. I'll be in Vietnam, he'll be in Vietnam, or some bullshit like that will mm. happen. Like, he seems like one of those traveling friends that you, like, I feel like I'll never, maybe later in life, I'll get close to him, but it'll be like that dude of like, hey, we'll go out for a couple nights, or yeah. see each other for a little bit. It's, it won't get too deep, but it's like, I fuck with you, you fuck with me, we're both gonna have a good time together, let's go, you know? And I like friendships like that, it's very chill. Like, just get a bit pissed, chat some shit, and that's what it was, I fucking chatted to him. He was with his girlfriend, Nice guy, got a photo, and we're out. What See, over here? Over there. Over there. Mm-hmm. As he came over here on his own, without a girlfriend? No, he came over here with a girlfriend. Oh, was she out last night? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sweet. And she's and then he's going to, up into Asia, I think she's going back to Europe to do travelling with her friends, and they're meeting back up somewhere, like, 
he's got a really like interesting relationship where they can actually split off away from each other and do their own travels with their friends and they meet back together Incredible. they can not see each other for months and be okay with that and like that's a very mature relationship I believe yeah. like I respect mm, that a lot yeah. that's an ideal do you think you could do that Gus? Um, I think I could um, Ealing would just be the I'd almost have to bargain with her to fucking do something like that if I really wanted to because mm. she like I don't know I can't sound like a cunt so I'm just going <laughs> to leave it at that no <laughs> Oh, what are you saying? Because she watches the podcast, so she's gonna be like, "What do you every mean by that?" Every single yeah. one. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, I've been like pulled up on shit that like <laughs> is like <laughs> since when? Since literally since we started. What's, uh, let's get you in trouble. What's the question? Um, no, I want you to answer that one. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's it's an impossible answer because it's yeah. it's such a. I think if you've been with someone for years and years, and you've both got that trust mm. within each other mm. well, she likes being around me yeah that's uh, the best way to put it mm. so like yeah. it'd be hard for her to be like bye because like, even when I went overseas she was like oh my god I'm probably going to cry which I think she actually did that's normal though yeah it's normal but like for a couple of weeks yeah that's still normal though but is, uh, is, 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 is she dependent on you does she need you in order to function and, and, and live her life you know what I mean like that's and you as well vice versa you know what yeah. I mean like mm. I don't know I'd have to go on a lengthy trip if I can put that to the test mm. but it's like what we were talking about the other night like love languages like her love language is it physical touch I can't or quality I time her. one of them it definitely yeah I remember anyway but it must be quite hard if you're together all the time mm. And then just to have that straight up, mm. and then you go away for however many months. But yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't do it. I know that even if I was with a girlfriend for a couple of years, it's just. I don't know if you if you're with that person because they're your girlfriend. I think that any time apart is kind of like time wasted. Know, yeah, not time wasted. Just because what my brother said. He said he spent three years out in New Zealand and. First year and a half, I believe, don't quote me on this, Josh and Mary, but when he met, what he said to me, which really stood out, was he said, um, it's really nice doing like things abroad, but it's sometimes lonely when you have nothing to, no one to share them with. Yeah, and I remember him sure. saying that some of his best memories from New Zealand were when he met his now girlfriend, Mary, out there. Mm. And that really like sunk into me, because I was like, you see, like, even on my Instagram, it probably looks half decent, like, going here, there, and everywhere, but you don't see the, the lonely nights and the... And it's... Uh, I'm sure you've experienced that as well. It's a rollercoaster. Like, but no one sees that because no. you post... It's, it's called a highlight reel for a reason. Yeah. And my highlight reel looks like, I don't know, you've got a couple of waterfalls there, nights out with you boys, stuff like that. But you don't see the nights... Like... Even today, like mm. you, you will go to work and you have a purpose, and I've got to entertain myself for the day. Mm. Like, luckily, there's a couple of nice like cafes around, and the sun's shining, and quite good in my own company. But as what my brother said, it was like he, I think he revisited a couple of places he went on his own just to experience them with someone. Mm. Mm. And it's kind of like I don't know how I'm relating this to what we we're talking about, but 
yeah, it was just really like, oh yeah, going away and stuff. Like, going away on your own isn't all that it's cracked up to be. But I know that some people can do it, yeah. but staying with Ruben and Josh, shout out, stayed with them in Port Arlington mm. um, for a week, and it was unreal, eye-opening experience. Mm. Amazing lads, amazing family, everything was unreal. And after having five weeks on my own in a sling, being fairly, um, well, I was lonely, 100%, because mm. I couldn't drive, could barely walk, because the shoulder was so sore. And then coming straight from that environment to mm. living with their family, which very much reminded me of home, and then being thrown in the lion's den with you boys, it's been it's been unreal. So would would you say that that first five weeks was like your trip is bad, you're not having fun? Why am I here? Were they the questions in your head? Were you willing to? Were you at that moment like looking back and going like this isn't what I want? It. Give a little background. So I've yeah. been out here since March because it's a little bit. Yeah. So I've been out here since March. I worked for a month and then ran into some previous shoulder injuries. And long story short, I had um, a bone graft in my shoulder five, six weeks ago now. Um, over here, spent a couple of nights in hospital, and yeah, and then the recovery was. It was tricky. I was living with a family, and they'd they'd go to work. Um, the mum and dad and I was the only one at home and for five weeks on your own in your own head it's it's pretty tough like you got to like and I was so disabled because I was in so much pain in my shoulder that I couldn't even walk because it would bounce and it was just uncomfortable non-stop and it was like I was just living from four hour four hours to four hours because I'd take some heavy painkillers and then I'd be asleep for four hours mm. Rabbits ding up the tiles. Sorry. Scared. Keep talking. And then... Yeah. Yeah, a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, it was just... Oh, it was just... This is my second shoulder surgery, as I've told you boys, but this this second one compared to the first one was just so uncomfortable. It was incredible. <laughs> Imagine if it just snapped its neck. Imagine if the rabbit died just then. <laughs> Bro, it's that was that many fucked. times it's like built up the fucking. Oh my god, the rabbit just fucking flew up in the air, dust caught it by its legs. Well, fucking it was <laughs> like this high, and she just. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the first the five weeks in the sling were probably one of the hardest five weeks of my life, and especially being away from home because when I'm awake, everyone at home sleeping. Mm. So that dynamic was real tough. Yeah. But then these last two weeks with. Um, the Rock family mm. and you boys have made all of those bad weeks worth it. Mm. And individually, I've been very lucky. I've had individual chats with each of you in the house, mm. which has been really nice. I've definitely sat down with you a couple of times, Harry, and put the world to rights and mm. definitely with you, Gus. And yeah, it's been, if I'm talking too much, just fucking kick me under the table. That's good. But <laughs> I was really fucking... <laughs> Hey? If, I'm t- if, I, if I'm talking too much, give me a kick on no, the table. Bro. I feel like I'm talking. You're the guest. Yeah, yeah, so. You're our guest. We want to know your life story. Yeah, the people want to know your, your life yeah. story. The millions and yeah. millions of people. Yes, literally, bro. Yeah. We wait. Hey, how many people? Okay, I'm trying to guess. Probably like seven people watch this. Or right. depends. Nah. Not including people who may watch it from we'll you. We'll get a couple of randoms that click on for the first one. Yeah. yeah. 
We'll, we'll see. Yeah, true, true. How does it work when you post? Do you get to see how long someone's yeah, listened for? average time. Shit like uh, okay, that's interesting. Mm. So I guess you get people listen for five minutes and then jump oh, off. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. So you have seven people consistently who watch them all the way through. Nah, okay. I can start it for you, but yeah, I don't have time. No, 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 that's fine. Well, yeah. it'd be interesting to see. I'll post this on my Instagram story. Mm. And, <laughs> I'll, and I'll see, it'll be amazing to see how many mm. of my friends from home. Is this good enough? Is this a good enough podcast? Shut the fuck up. If you're not happy with it, fucking click off me. Yeah. I literally couldn't believe the setup. And if, if people could see this table, their minds would be blown. Mm. I'm still trying to figure out how it's held up. Mm. But fucking ingenuity, mate. Australian ingenuity. <laughs> Australia. No, it's incredible. Speaking of the the solo trip, that's a concept that I have been thinking about a lot lately. Because you're saying like you can't share it with someone, and your brother's greatest experience was meeting his his current girlfriend. It wasn't great experience. It was his traveling experience was definitely enhanced when he met her out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Just just to have someone to share yeah. the experiences with. Yeah, because like for me, for instance, I was never going alone in order to like. It was never like an experience outside, if that makes any sense. Me going to Europe by myself was an internal experience, if that makes any sense. Like, I I have like two lives that I'm living. It's, it's very hard to explain, but I have my external world, this life, and then I have my internal world, which is me grappling with my reality and existence and like, you could call it spirituality, but it's literally just my observation of myself living my life and then me needing to do certain things in order to get towards that life. And I feel like I myself went away on this trip by myself because I needed a rite of passage. I needed to challenge myself. And it's crazy that doing that actually had a massive effect and I've come back and now I'm a different person. But I did that. I didn't go out looking to make friends and do all these things and see all these sites. That okay. was a bonus. Yeah. I went out there for a personal transformation to, and then to come back. Interesting. So like, yeah. next time I'm going, I, I have a reason why I go on a solo trip and then I have reasons why I go on a, a, a trip with mates. Yeah. You know, like, and I feel like that's not a very commonly communicated thing, like if at all, like why people go on a solo trip. I think it's a, it's a rite of passage for your own internal mm. subjective reality. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you feel like you're stuck? Do you feel like nowhere you're? Do you feel like no no direction is currently true for you? And I feel like a lot of us are told that you can't just throw your hands up in the air and take off somewhere. It's like look frowned upon. But it's yeah. actually it's like being the community. Yeah, it's like, but yeah, but what are you doing? Are you throwing your hands up in the air and running into your room in order to, to curl up in a ball and be a fetus, or are you running into the 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 black night of of mystery? And you're, and you're going to be anxious, you're going to be depressed, you're going to be on an emotional roller coaster. Are you putting yourself through the ringer in order to, to, to find answers? And I feel like f- through that, that is the right way to approach throwing your hands up in the air. Going on to the point that you said about reasons why people go away, I definitely think for myself it was just being stagnant at home, just mm. almost not too secure, but I needed something else. Like, living at home was amazing, and friends were decent, everything was firing at home. But even though everything was firing all cylinders at home, I just felt like I needed to just push myself Mm. and really get out of my comfort zone. And there was a quote that I heard 
I don't know where I heard it from, I listened to a lot of podcasts. Mm. And it was um, becoming comfortable. In uncomfortable situations or conditions. Yeah. yeah, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. And mm. that really, really stuck with me. And just, even a couple of you lads the other night, you just like sat there and you were like, like, I can't believe what you're doing. And like, just me coming out here on my own and just coming into the, yeah. into the wolf pack that you have here mm. but yeah it definitely definitely feel like for me it was just being stagnant at home just and then probably a little bit of not running away but probably just just need to change the scene a different just, direction yeah and just not even just an an opportunity for a different direction i mean i house sat in sandringham which is a suburb in melbourne and they're two canadian um a couple and they had a bernie's mountain dog and i am um, was house sitting for them while I was in a sling and um, just dog walks every day. It was good. And they're from Canada and I went for dinner out with them the night before I came here and just chatting to them. They've got so many contacts in Canada. It's just, you don't know who you're going to meet along the way. Mm-hmm. And where was your, where was your friend from um, who you met in Athens? Where does he live? You spoke to him. UK. He lives in the UK. Oh yeah, there. shit. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, but did you meet anyone else? out there who was from another country. Oh yeah, you. I met this guy called Tom. He was, oh bro, I forget this. Right, so we went to, this was like, I went to the worst place was Frankfurt in Germany. That was the worst place I went. <laughs> I stayed in the middle of the red light district there. Shout, shout out to any German listeners. <laughs> Fuck Frankfurt. Fucking shit. Up. It's terrible. I liked, uh, I liked, I liked, I liked Köln. That was beautiful, amazing city. But fuck Frankfurt, it's like the most, it's still, no, it was, uh, well, it's where I stayed. I legit got off the train station, went into this area, straight into the red light district. There's one avenue where there's police everywhere, just stopping all the junkies from being there. And then you just go off the main avenue and it's just parasites. Just, I'm walking down bro and I get, this cunt walks up to me and he just, you right, mate? I'm like, well, he says it, whatever accent he has. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man. And I got like my big bike pack on. I got my front. I'm looking like the biggest like little white kid. <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, fuck, fuck you, fuck you. And then I step <laughs> my crack pipe. I do all, all this fuck shit. I get people yelling at me. There's just people everywhere. Gang, there's like dudes in black jackets, gang, like gangs sitting on the corner right next to my hostel. I'd be walking past. They'd stand in front of me. And then I'd just have to pretend they didn't exist. You know what I mean? And they were just gauging for targets and shit like that. It was very <laughs> odd. Sussing you out. Ever then in this moment, like I, I was in like this most like fucked up place and it was really wigging me out. So I was journaling about like observing like this weird reality. It was like sketchy, but life was still happening. People weren't stopping. People were still going out buying groceries. They were still mm. wandering on the side of the road. But amongst all of Amongst the... all of it. And I was just like, huh, so who am I to say that this place is dangerous? You know what I mean? Who am I to be scared when this old woman is out here? You know what I mean? But she's grown up here. She understands how it works. I don't which is why it was so confronting. But, so I go, and then I go into this hostel and it's just this bubble of just tourists. It was it was St. Patrick's weekend. So we had this Irish bloke who was a school teacher who's <laughs> absolute piss head. And I met this bloke called Tom from Holland and he was, he I was I was heading that way, he was heading this way and he was hitchhiking. Oh, sick. And he was just like, I hitchhiked. He had this voice like this and I, I've been hitchhiking out and I'm like, I'm like, all right, and he's just like, you should do it. And I was like, all right. So <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't planning on hitchhiking, I was catching trains and from that, from his inspiration, he was hitchhiking from his hometown all the way to Turkey, then across to the, 
across to the fucking mountains. So, bro, he's been doing that during all of Ukraine and shit. I'm going to message him, see how he's doing. <laughs> but, like, the guy, he's, I don't know what he's doing. And then he says he's going to go to South America. The man was, was on a journey. And so he inspired me to go fucking hitchhiking. So I walked out of Frankfurt, got on the freeway. <laughs> we had my thumb out, like, just trying to dance and all that. Two thick booty bitches. <laughs> Stop. And they're like, where are you going? Where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to Cologne. And they're like, oh, we're going to Stuttgart. And I wasn't actually going to Cologne. I was going anywhere. I didn't, it didn't matter where I was going. But I was like, I'm actually going to Cologne. And they were just like, really? I'm like, yeah. And they drove off. And then I just got this. I just, as soon as I saw the car, it was a Mini Cooper just taking off. And I was just like, oh, oh why did I just get in the fucking car? It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter where I go. I'm, I'm, I'm a hitchhiker. On a, tr- on a trip to Europe with no destination. Can't be picky, mate. Exactly. <laughs> Can't be picky. Oh, yeah, I'm picky. Two hot chicks sp- pull up and I don't even get in the car with them. I'm an idiot. But then, a dude called fucking, uh, I don't know his name. He was, he was a German, most German dude ever. <laughs> I thought he pulled up and he's like, sorry, my car's dirty. I'm like, right, I don't give a fuck. outside of his car was dirty. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, bro. He's just the most German shit ever. And then he, we drive, we're talking about conspiracy theories. He's like, oh, shit like that. Yeah. And he was like, completely like, what the fuck are conspiracy theories? Like, just like, this shit's bullshit. I'm like, I, I didn't go into it. I didn't go into it because I don't know, like, I don't know conspiracy theories. I don't know what he was talking about. Chemtrails? I don't know about chemtrails. I don't think they're real. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. Yeah. Well, uh, bro, I, saw, I, don't, I don't think that's real either. But, I saw a chemtrail like, poster on mm. a fucking pole in fucking Liverpool. Mm. It was like, they're fucking changing the weather. Like, it needs to stop. <laughs> and now you've had a picture of the chemtrails and then, like, oh, they just the car and the floods. They can change the weather, though. They do it in, they do it in uh, Dubai. Like yeah. They, see, they yeah. see the clouds. So it's, it's doable. It's whether they do it or not. I don't know. Like, a lot of these conspiracy theories are just there. And I've refused to have an opinion on them because conspiracy is a thing. It's a thing. And what's the ultimate way to, like, disin- to, to make a conspiracy wants to be hidden? So what's the ultimate way to, to prevent a conspiracy from ever being taken seriously? Throw a bunch of bullshit around it. Yeah. So therefore, I just don't have an opinion on any conspiracy theory until I look at it myself. Yeah. But anyways, we talk about that guy. And then, yeah, I, I began hitchhiking and shit like that. Some cook shit. I got picked up by an elderly couple and they took me to their son's house who was having a family reunion. And I joined their family reunion and was fed wine and steak and, and fried mushrooms and... They were just chatting shit. I was fully brought into their household, like treated so beautifully. And they dropped me off and I got a uh, fucking an ice cream. I was in, uh, yeah, then I got dropped in, into Nijmegen in, in, uh, Netherlands, in Netherlands and I got high as fuck <laughs> on, a, on, a, on, a, on a space cake in my hotel room and I was <laughs> watching some fucking cooked out spirituality video that was bullshit, it was terrible. And I'm like, what am I, I'm meant to be like, this shit's meant to be amazing. I have like this belief that if I get high and I click on a random video, it'll blow my mind. It was wrong that time. The generosity, that's what I was going to say. The generosity yeah. of that older couple, I've definitely experienced that. Mm. Being out here, how welcoming mm. everyone is. Well, this is a perfect example. Mm. You boys have welcomed me. Mm. You didn't know who I was from Tom, Dick and Harry on the road. Yeah. But you welcomed me into your house and yeah, I'm very much um, thankful for that. Because it, it, it's such a it's such a vulnerable position. Like that's what generosity is given to the vulnerable in a way. Like you're a dude like out here, you don't know anyone, and you're trying to like find somewhere to stay. It's like I almost like for instance hitchhikers now. I stop for any hitchhiker because I understand what they're doing, and like it's actually scary. It's not like it is scary, but it's also exhilaratingly fun and amazing. Like hitchhiking is one of the best shit ever, and I, I will be doing it for the rest of my life. 
But if you have the time, I would definitely suggest we have a car. But anyway. But even hitchhiking is a two-way thing, I think. Because if you're hitchhiking, but then, as you said, if you see a hitchhiker, you will then talk to that person and then you yes. will get a little snippet yes. of their culture and everything in between. Mm. And I think that's like looking, seeing it from your point of view, like that's almost inspired me to, if I ever see a hitchhiker, yeah. just be like, where you get? Yeah. And I think, Carol. I was going to say, reason being because of that is because, I don't know, you, you're, you're in the vulnerable position of being out in like the wilderness, like metaphorically. And like a hitchhiker is deep in the wilderness on the side of a road, relying upon strangers' kindness to take them places. And I take it personally that like, because I was in that position, I understand it. And therefore I now go, I'm going to be the person to make their experience good because I understand the potential fears and yeah. I'm going to prevent them from having a negative experience. And I feel like if everyone had that approach to hitchhikers, hitchhiking would be much pop- much more popular because who is a hitchhiking? It's not a fucking horrible person. It's a scary thing to do and it's not something that it's it's not some it's it's not a predatory person to be to put themselves in such a vulnerable situation, in my opinion. You're much more likely to receive risk from a car pulling up on you. Or an Uber. Yeah. I'm sure the statistics from the sketchy things happening in Ubers and yeah. taxis are way above but I think it's just got really bad stigma around it. I think oh, it's yeah, definitely yeah, definitely. fucking the whole five and all that situation. Yeah. I'm not sure if it like, happened years of Pray continue. Like I've n- I haven't heard of that. So because well, at, at home, I'll quickly say at home, our like architecture and hitchhiking is like I don't know. Everyone just everyone just thinks that you're gonna let a nutter in your car, mm. but it's not it's not like that. Mm. They just but we don't you don't get it in the UK. Like mm. I don't think I've seen probably one or two exactly. in my whole life. And 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 everyone's a nutter apparently. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's yeah. it's such a it's a fear mentality. We're all looking at each other with fear. And the one thing I learned hitchhiking is that the world is so much kinder than you are led to believe. You know what I mean? If, oh, especially if you approach the world with that vibe. You know what I mean? But yeah, Ivan Malat was a, was a serial killer who would pick up German hitchhikers and murder them in the, the state forest. Which is why hitchhiking is a very common because he, but see, it wasn't the hitchhikers, it was the bloke who picked him up. So I take a personal Ooh. thing and I pick up hitchhikers because I'm a good person and I'm going to re- re- help revive that positivity. Yeah, and I think like that's so good. And if more people, you definitely pass it on to me and the couch surfing yeah, experiences, if and when I go home, I would love to have someone stay with me at home. Mm. Like, And that was what, what you said is just pass on the pass on the love and yeah. just you've showed me generosity so the least that I can do for you boys for having me is just for me to pass on that generosity to someone when I'm at home Yeah, that's and it. I'm looking forward to that day when I can I can do for someone what you boys have done for me mm. um, it would be, be really cool and it's, it's a different it's a different it's a different like uncomfortability it's letting something into your home and your home's a private place you mm. know what I mean like me for instance entering someone else's home when I was doing couch surfing I was like this person's letting me into their house their life their yeah. dynamic their, who they are at home like that's a very for myself that's a very private thing mm. and like it's inspired me to do that here and this is what it is but people are different at home as well people yeah. you move differently at home because you're in full like you're fully comfortable with your surroundings you know where everything is and there's no there's no safer place than in your own home. Mm. 
and then to let someone into that that mm. little haven of like calmness mm. even if you've got music pumping and the boys around it's still a safe environment but I think imagine if more people were on couch surfers and everyone actually replied because when I was going through the list it was very much I would set the um oh, like instead of setting it to high to low you set it to like last logged on mm. oh, I don't know what it's called though I think I've got loads but yeah and you set it to last logged on and like some people were like haven't logged on for like four years and obviously you skip you need to like get them out of the way but even people have logged on there was like a handful like in the last week when I was looking mm. and it's just not many people use it but I had a little look at home. I think it's definitely a bit bigger at home. But yeah, for sure. I had a look yeah, in Exeter. Yeah, I had a look in Exeter just just to see if there's anyone I don't know anyone I even knew local to my house who was doing it. And Exeter's got loads of people mm. on couch surfing. Yeah. And I had no idea it was a thing until I don't even know if you recommended it to me, but I think it was a long. I downloaded the app a long, long time before coming out, mm. and it was just there waiting, dormant. But mm. that's definitely. Definitely worth the, I think it's $30 or something for a year. year. And it's a, that's just that, all that is is just to get the, the fuckwits out. You know yeah, I mean? that's oh, 100%. It yeah, it's just the race of the bar that little bit, you know? If you didn't have that, I think it used to be free. Because yeah. I remember when I was starting my membership, they, it was like, it used to be free, but due to just people logging on for the fun of it. But like $30 is like, what, £15, £17? Mm. Like it's nothing. Yeah. But And like it's almost paid for itself over and over and over yeah because you even stay even stay yeah use it once or twice or and it's just it's just freedom i've got a couple of saved contacts on there up in queensland Sorry. just just for when when i head up just people i've messaged yeah, and just awesome. it's really nice though because the profile like you can really see what people are like yeah and it's yeah unreal are there like ratings like yeah, references. You rate like the person they stayed with, or even the couch surfer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, well, well, yeah. When we leave, he writes a review for me. I write a review. And I'm gonna say, well, shit is kind of <laughs> dirty. Ate all these bananas. The cunts are fuck with. That's what I'm gonna write. You actually gonna bring the bananas up? <laughs> I'll get you like I'll, before you leave. I'll get you ten thousand. Nah, it's fine. Nah, <laughs> nah, it's <laughs> nah, it's I yeah. Couch surfing is if. If anyone's listening in Australia or at home, just pay the fifteen or seventeen pounds, get an account, and have some nutter stay in your house from Europe. Yeah. Because they might be the nicest nutter you've ever met. No. And nice. but it's hard because if you haven't got any reviews on yourself, some people are yeah. like not into that yeah. because they're like they they literally have no idea. Did you like. have a review? Um. Yeah, I stayed with one guy who lived in oh, below the Grampians in Victoria. Okay. It was just a single guy. How was that? Yeah, fine. It, like, he made dinner and we just chilled. I think his wife was away. Oh, nice. Um, and, yeah, he was, I just I was going for a couple of days walking in the Grampians and just didn't really fancy the three-hour drive back and through to where I was staying every day. Mm-hmm. Had a look and he said, yeah, he'll be home after work and I can just crash. So Sweet as. It was decent. And then we kind of, like, had a chat about it and he didn't... I was the first person to stay at his. Mm. And we both left each other a really good review just to encourage more yeah. people to do the same thing. Yeah. But you are getting a shit review though. Good. <laughs> Need less people. I get a bunch of people hitting me up now. Seriously? Yeah, I get a bunch. Like a bunch from like Indonesia and stuff like wanting to stay somewhere while they find a rental as well. So it's just like... There's no one like our age on it though. Yeah. Like the was, age... Yeah. The age... 
I don't know, but yeah, I just you were one of the one of the only under twenty five year olds. On yeah, that. I was expecting you to be like twenty eight or like closer to like seriously. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's but yeah, because we're definitely the younger demographic on couch surfing. Because mm. it's a bit more of a, it's a mature thing to do. Yeah. It's a it's a it, it's crazy like. I don't know, like, it's very hard to look outside of ourselves, but how many other people do you know who are doing what you have done or what I have done? It's, it's actually mm. a very small demographic. Yeah. But when you're out here, you meet fellow like-minded people in a hostel, for example. But those people in a hostel who are all travelling crazy cunts, who are all, like, pushing their boundaries and living this crazy life, yeah. they're not, they're one in a million. Like, mm. they're, they're anomalies of humans. That's why a hostel is, like, one of the most beautiful places because you meet some of the most authentic humans loose yeah loose and like free spirits mm. and like you don't that that's not the person who's lived in Devon for fucking 300 years you know what I mean like yeah got break the cycle I, yeah. every now and again and Devon's absolutely beautiful but people do get stuck there yeah and, and it's whether it's not necessarily a bad thing either no, there's oh, different no. people in this world you 100% know? and I was just I just not break the cycle because definitely looking forward to go back one day but yeah just wanted to see what else was out there and friendships are built on vulnerability and hostels are amazing places for that because you're in the same boat and and couch surfing you like you are the vulnerable as a couch surfer mm. you are the vulnerable one in that relationship mm. but yeah if more people can jump on couch surfers who are our age the millions of people are watching yeah it would just be just let someone in and it's all safe and you can actually I remember when you leave a review it's very much like you can leave a review if it's bad and they won't see that it's bad mm. but then couch surfing like um, can like they, yeah they can like I remember one of the questions did you feel safe all of the time mm. staying with I forgot what his name was and I was like yes I did there wasn't one moment mm. where I felt sketchy mm. was there any for you? I don't know. <laughs> it was a little bit sus in some parts. <laughs> I was just oh, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was just like, <laughs> but the guy was super nice, but I was a little bit like, all right, like, got me pocket knife next to your bed. But I'm probably paranoid. I'm, I'm a bit, par- I'm, I'm pretty defensive. Bro, I'd be so fucking paranoid. You're pretty chill, so. I don't know. You just, I don't know if I'm chill or I've just been super lucky so far. Mm. But I'm looking forward to the sketchy one. Yeah, just to, sketchiness is fun. Just to ground me a little bit, mm. not some, not as comfortable. Yeah, but like that, some dude like be, like just make sure I'm comfortable <laughs> in every conversation. Like, ah, yeah, bro, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably that's probably what I sound like in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there was one thing that I wrote down as you were talking, yeah. and it was um, the word cooked. Cooked, cooked, cooked. Yeah. Okay. Is it how how do you guys? Is it K O O K or how do you spell cooked. it? Cooked. Like, yeah, cooked. normal cooked. C-O-O-K. But you say it like K O. How? Why? No, no, say cooked. 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 We don't have a difference between the K and the C. It doesn't. There's not a difference in our accent. It's cooked or cooked. Cool the K or cool the C. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, explain what cooked is, because I need a little bit of refreshment. Go for it. Is cooked a good thing or a bad thing? Okay, if like you walk in to the fucking a place and everybody's high 
Do you know, it's been quite funny because we've individually, I've had some conversation with the lads mm. and it's been very much like I've opened up and you've all opened up to me mm. and it would almost, some of those conversations on a podcast would have been incredible, but we always said at the time, we're like, it will come, but yeah, I don't know, mm. yeah. we've kind of smashed the, the travel part, but I don't know. See, it's very meta podcast. This podcast. <laughs> that's the funny thing. It's, uh, yeah, it's like there's this, th- that's the interesting thing. I've said this before, but in a podcast, there's this constant weight that's pushing you forward. Mm. You're constantly paddling forward, and it's how easily you can swim. You know what I mean? Mm. Felt like, yeah, it's, there's a new dynamic that I'm definitely not used to. I can tell that you two are the way you. Your aura behind the mic. This is very, mm. very alien to me. Well, if you can shut the, I think the most successful thing to do is to shut the camera out and just to talk between me and you, and like those conversations that we had in that room. Mm. See, they're gems because you're actually present. just present with each other, and it's like being able to distill that on camera is like a, mm. it's a, it's a it's a skill because it's being vulnerable to the camera which is a symbol of infinite potential eyes judging you. Because when you record something, you open... I, my, my prediction, my, my theory on this is, you not even a theory, but you open up the potential of like space-time in a way. You know what I mean? Because 
it's recorded, it's held, yeah. and it can be watched from any position in time. Whereas a conversation between me and you is shared between the two of us in that moment of time, yeah, and therefore it is secure, safe. But yeah. that is Not can be viewed two thousand years from now, ten years yeah. from now, five years from now, by any different person, a person that doesn't like you. You could be a different person in five years and regret the current conversation. And it's just like you got to throw all that away and be able to just be your be show yourself enough sympathy to say hey maybe i'm not perfect right now maybe i do have a lot of issues which i know i do and i try my best but you got to trust that there's enough logical sound people out there that will feel this will have enough sympathy for you mm. that's it that's it how would you feel about if you met a girl on night out mm. let's just for hearsay yeah and you got chatting to her and it came up that you had a podcast. And yeah. Before meeting her, she smashed her way through a load of podcasts and found out an incredible amount about you before actually engaging with you. How would you, how would you feel if, mm. like, I don't know, because I feel like it'd be a weird, imagine if... It's a, it's a, I feel like a celebrity. Yeah, mm. that, that's, that's the first inkling of what celebrity life would be. And it's like... Determining that would determine if I would want to become a celebrity. Because fuck, imagine not, that. And not in a way that's like ego boosting or anything, but I just, you know, what, it's like, okay, so this is what celebrities do. Yes. Mm. But you so know they have that for millions of people. Dude, that's crazy, yeah. hey. Bro, fuck that. Bro, just imagine walking out on stage, there's like 70,000 people there and you just sing songs. And they're there like, you fucking like saved my life <laughs> yeah and I'm like I fucking love you dude you <laughs> random fucking guy whoa yeah and they're just an average human if you really break them yeah they're just a normal but they yeah. but they're brave enough to like wish to be more in a way yeah. and nothing on their life is private no matter how hard they try and mm. the second you go people go on a podcast I listened to a podcast the other day I don't know if you Back in the day, X Factor, Frankie Kokoza. No. The lad went on X Factor in the UK and he was a bit of a lad. He had, like, worked in our uh, Malia, somewhere just absolutely mental. And he came back with six girls' names tattooed on his ass. Mm. And he, like, tri- tried the whole, um, tried the whole, like, pop star thing. Didn't really work out. And he's actually moved from the UK to Australia. Oh, and he went on a James Smith podcast. Mm. and just opened up about the whole experience mm. and that was like it was un- like to hear it from someone who you like who you've seen before who's been quiet for years mm. I'm fiddling that's going to be and to hear to hear someone who's been so quiet for so many years and you see his name pop and you're like I've heard that name before and listening to it like yeah I'd re- highly mm. recommend that podcast mm, okay. send it to me funny hmm I often okay. So this is an interesting question. How do you believe? No, no. How do you believe that you are perceived? Oh, fuck. Um. To to you guys, or just to people in general? Just in general. What are the different perceptions that you that you that you believe that people have about you, whether they're true or not? They're reflections of angles of you that people will see. What do you think they are? Definitely very... I'm a yes person. If someone suggests something, I'm down for anything and everything. Mm. Um, But probably more recently, 
like, not emotional, but just like, I've like in, oh, how do I explain it? got it but it's just it's there yeah let's hold it let's like i'm in touch with my emotions mm. a bit more than i used to be mm. and it definitely enhances them when you're here on your own but it's so i don't really know how people perceive me it's very like it's a weird it's a tricky question that i don't think i've definitely never been asked that mm. i don't think a lot of people who will be listening have ever been asked that question I ask but, it because I have asked it of myself and it's a really tricky question yeah I don't I'd like to think from um, for instance the couple that I house sat for I left a big impression on their friends and family who lived around them mm. just for the small two weeks and they were just I feel like I'm quite polite mm. not boosting my ego here but I feel like I'm mm. like polite and um, easy going um, fair I'd like to think, apart from when it comes to bananas, mm. shit cunt. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll eat. Also, I also finished. <laughs> I also finished off your bread too. That's why we ran out of bread. I got hungry. Yeah. Um. I don't. Um. I don't. Yeah. I. I know that. Like, I've been very lucky with my upbringing. I'm. I like to think I'm very polite and not well spoken but fuck it well spoken just just um perception i went on a met up with a girl out here Mm. and she this was in the first few weeks Mm. yeah and she said um she said something quite funny she was like um like you're a credit to whatever your like how your parents have brought you up Mm, and i was like as compliments go it's a very indirect compliment to me and it's very much a compliment for my I'm very much complimenting my parents for that that mm. I've been brought up in their in like awe of them a little bit mm. and very very lucky to have that kind of upbringing mm. to be able and for someone to see that was very like a little bit touching like not for me but um, hopefully if mum and stepdad M listen to this they'll realise that it definitely has worn off how um how I've hopefully make them proud and turned out. Mm. Turned out in twenty one. Yeah, there's a lot of learning to go. So but, much. So I'm gonna reverse it now. Yeah. How do you think I am? How I perceive you? Yeah. How do you perceive me on the what is it? A week now, if that. A week now. When did I turn up? Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. No, it's last Thursday. Last Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, okay, so we're not quite a week yet. No. Um, oh, be, be brutally honest. I'm, oh, yeah, of course. I'm all Liz. Because, like, I'm just trying to think. I can sleep in my car if I get that upset. Mm. Um, <laughs> good. <laughs> I'd say I, one thing I respect about meeting you is how quickly you've been able to express your character by not being too polite you've found comfortability with being a little bit abrasive which creates better camaraderie and that's something that i feel like i struggle with in myself because i am over polite sometimes and i struggle to have 
mateship camaraderie. Yes. Because I try my okay. best to be the nicest person I can be, and I lose an aspect of mateship within that. Like, okay. fuck you, cunt. Like, I, I lose that, because I'm always trying to be like, I love you, let's let's all yeah. do the best thing ever, let's all go for success, and I'm like, mm. I sort of put my blinders on to like, making sure everyone's okay, but you lose an aspect of friendship. There's definitely I'm a... I'm trying to bring that back in myself. There's definitely a balance though. Yes. And I, I definitely want you to be brutally honest with this, as in, like... The balance within me, like, have I been too far no, one no, way no. or too far? I like, I like, or... you, like, like for, for yourself, like, I think everyone's, a, I think everyone I meet is a teacher for myself. So when I met you, like, you, you were so much more open than I ever was when I was overseas, and I'm like, wow, mm. like this guy in that aspect of himself is much more mature than me. So then I went, I respect that, and that gives me like an ideal that I can move towards. Okay. So you, you, I can learn from you in that respect. Do you know what? It's funny because when I stayed with the Rock family. Mm. Um, their dad is a, I'm gonna say this complete wrong, he's a, a pastor, pastor? Mm. Like, he's like the head yeah, of the yeah. local church. And we, um, I went to a few, um, like he runs like events and stuff like that, and I went to a couple of them with him and his sons, and it was really eye-opening. And one thing that he, at dinner time, they did um, sit around and we'd all say grace, and then after that, they'd um, you'd go around the table or just to and fro, and you'd say, "What was the best thing that you've happened that's happened today?" Mm. And have you got a encouraging word for someone? Mm. And then if I give an encouraging word to you, then it's your turn next, and you say, "Best part of the day." And it was really like it was a really nice like dinner time with them, mm. like for a week. And um, David, he said, um, what he really respected about me was uh, I was. Brutally honest, but polite in the way that I came across. Because some of the things they were extremely, not extremely religious, but they were, that they were, and I think they'd be okay with me saying that. They were. It was definitely I was in a different environment than I'm used to at home. Yeah. Even though it's very, some parts of it were very similar. Mm. And he said that he's got a lot of respect for some of the things that I said because sometimes it's easy to just agree mm. and just be like, but I would. I was questioning some of the things that they were saying. Mm. And some of the questions that I asked them, they were like, they said they were like good questions because it actually showed that I was like thinking yes. like deeply about it. And I think he really respected that about me in just the sense that um, I was like, I was honest. If I didn't believe in something, mm. I would politely explain, well, try and by talking to them about it, try and explain they would try and explain it to me in another way. Mm. But even if I didn't agree with it, I would just say. And then they were they were understanding about that. Because not everyone is on the same level as they were. Mm. The same as not everyone's on the same level as you. Or you. Mm. And it was... No, it was good. But go on then, Gus. First impressions of myself coming into your like... lion's den. Yeah, just just saying this line exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wolfpack lines then. So, so what's I'm your approach of our group? Yeah, because you the, the even the metaphorical that it was no, no that's like that's Is that's like a, like there's a lot of testosterone flowing around mm. and like even when and I like the like every evening when you come back from work you like give each other like handshake hug etc and how was your day mm. and then you go off into your room to have a shower just do your thing and you'll. You'll come together at the end, whether it's in the garage playing Xbox or like cooking in the kitchen. But you'll, I think the setup here is like 
unbelievable. You've got the best of both worlds. You've all got your individual like lives. Mm. Like when I woke up and you were journaling, mm. like I was like, that is your moment. Mm. I was like, I'm gonna. I respect the distance you you did because like, yeah, yeah. Well, you just that. you get a vibe from someone when they want to talk to you or not, and it wasn't yeah. a bad vibe. It was like. I knew that you journal, and I was like, that is his moment of zen. Mm. Like, you need to have that moment for you. And me coming in going, oh, morning, how are you? What are you doing today? Mm. In my fucking English accent. You'd be like, it like put you off track. And I like, the dynamic here is really good, but there's a lot of, like, hand, like handshakes good, but then you, you roll on the floor. Mm. And, like, we were getting in the car the other day, and there was, like, you like start to kill each other because you're all killers. You all do jits, and it was. We're not it, killers. We're just. It's like, yeah. It's like it's it's all like controlled. There's no like. There's no ego in it. No, no. Big, and even with um with Matt coming over, and Matt's Matt's a black belt. Am I right? Yeah, in in his in his gym, yes. Yeah, and that was like watching you two roll on the floor. Like there's a level of respect. Mm. Like he could fuck you up. He could fuck me up ten mm. times over. Mm-hmm. My shoulder would probably fall out looking at him. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's just there's no ego involved. Well, it's 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 the Zen mindset. It's learning from each other. Mm. Like all my mates are, all my mates are. I see all my friends as reflections of myself, which can sound pretty conceited if you view it that way. But as as in, like we are all different. All my friends contain different aspects of myself that are positive and negative and the negative aspects I see in my friends are vulnerabilities that I'm trying to improve in myself which is why I can see them in my friends and the same things that I look up to are things that I'm currently not in myself so I so Matt for instance I really want Matt to move into the house because Matt wants to move in the house but also Matt's a very conscientious person mm. and I somewhat lack conscientiousness and scheduling and budgeting and yeah. Even just the inkling of him coming in, I all of a sudden start doing budgeting. Why am I budgeting? Yeah. It's just the energy of him in this house creates that for myself. And I just love creating a team. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you, you all bounce off each other and mm. you bring each other up where you're... Um, like Chris is very business-minded mm. and very very wise in his ways. And that that is definitely, from what I've seen, it's reflecting of all of you. And you all you all bring each other up in the ways not that you're lacking, but the ways that you struggle with. Mm. And you and you talk about it. I when I was I don't know, I think I was sorting something out in where I was in the living room on the sofa and you, I think a couple of you, I don't even remember who it was, you were just having a deep No, you were talking about work mm. and you were I think you had maybe not the best day you could have had and you were just the way you were talking to Chris about it and the way that Chris was replying there was a level of respect. There was no, you're a shit cunt. Mm. It was very much, you, you always try and bring the positive out of everything. Mm. And I just thought of something as well with your budgeting. Mm. How was your budgeting going? <laughs> From that weekend we went out on, it was just, it was just slowly, it was slowly moving money around to being spent. It was terrible. Don't worry, when uh, Tom pays in his 700, you'll give him that $200 cut. Hey! Yeah, well, I don't know when that's it. If 700 is going to come through. He's been doing a little bit of side hustling at work, yeah. so hopefully it fucking comes through. Yeah, well, uh, that's what I said. I said, have you uh, claimed that fucking payment? Because, uh, mm. uh, yeah, I will tax 700 of that. And he was just like, 
Oh. <laughs> what was it for again? The Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Bro, I thought it was actually not Vegas. Yeah, we made a bet. I fucking I was the beginning you of my sales career. I hustled him seven hundred dollars for us because he was just like, um, "What are we doing?" I was, we were just like, we we're trying to make a bet that he'd quit, and then we we're trying to like get the money, and then he was saying, "Oh fuck," it was it a mate. A, I can't remember. Whatever. Well, we, I know that fucking. I think you guys were discussing it, and I just turned around and I just got in on it. And then you were like, "All right, fucking." Um, yeah, Tom. He just had a big ego that day. Yeah. Because he was like fucking. And then we were talking shit like, "Nah, nah, nah. He, he won't. He, he'll fucking. He'll bail." Yeah. And like, you bail. And then no, yeah, exactly. So he was like, 300 bucks. I'm like, it's not worth it, bro. Like, <laughs> it's literally money in our hand. You'll bail. Not even worth it. And then he's just like, oh yeah, 500. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. And he's saying, I'm like, 700, we got a deal. And then he fucking went for 700 and then he lost. So then he, he oh. went for 700. Yeah, because he was just like, and I was like, all right, well, what's the return? Like, what happens if you do pass? And he's just like, nothing. I know I'm going to win. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's 700 in the bank. Or you fucking done what you wanted to do. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I was saying it as, I was saying as like, my, my argument to, to get him up was that he, you shouldn't bet him any money because he should be able to do it with his own mindset. He shouldn't have to have a negative reinforcement to stop him from smoking. And that was the reason why we kept pushing it up because he's just like, no, 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 no. And then like, oh, we'll make it worth our while then. Let's bet 700. Then he took it. So it actually worked out in favor. Yeah, I'd really like that. You that money. The whole fucking thing, bro. No. Struggling for cash. <laughs> I'm G at the I'm G, I'm G. G? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But um, your perception of Ben? I was just going to say on the budgeting part yeah. just because I want to say this because I want to this is almost yeah. this podcast is nice to me because it's almost I'm going to look back on this when I get home yeah. and I'm going to remember and it was the first day that I was here you had a day off and you were studying yeah. and you did a, you were journaling in the morning you studied and then you made a budget and when I I did like an eight hour drive from Melbourne so I was fucked the next day mm. and you came I came into the kitchen and you had just written out this budget on a nice bit of paper, coloured it all in, highlighter. and highlighter everywhere. It looked like a year 11 girl's like um, bedroom wall, <laughs> just full of fucking notes. And you, um, blue tack, did you put blue tack over here? Uh, no, I put, uh, yeah, we got blue tack, but yeah. I put electrical tape. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Full trading. Yeah. And you, full tape. You taped it to the, um, <clears throat> taped it to your wall and I was very proud. you were extremely proud you look like super proud yeah and I'm like fuck you get my life in order and you're like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna save this much and then we came back from the night out and I got I got back the next day and when I met the boys I um we just talked about money and because it was a bit of an expensive night Sydney is expensive mm. and I and then it just came up and you were like I fucked my budget and you were like <laughs> You, you, I remember you saying you were like walking down and you were just transferring money from one account to the other and you set up all those individual accounts to leave money in. Yeah. But it's just always Chris's back, my legend. Well, I remember like as I was like a little bit drunk, I was transferring money and I just said like, is this when alcohol becomes like a problem for me? And I was like questioning like, is this, is this, is this activity a detriment to my long-term progression? alcohol drinking alcohol having spending money going out because it's yeah, it's because i said i said a budget for myself which was a reasonable budget and then as i go out i notice that i'm already moving money into the night into my other account it's the beginning of the night and i'm there like fuck i know all my money's going to be gone and i am knowing i'm going to do it and i'm like is this like a bad behavior to continue doing or should i just enjoy myself and i just enjoy myself when do you know if something's 
becoming an addiction. When like, it starts jeopardising other aspects of your life. And to a degree... Well, uh, we can leave it there. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast done. No, it's very true because people, like, people who have, like, a glass of wine or two a night, mm. is that addiction? Or... Everyone's got addiction, so it's a crutch, it's a habit. Mm. But then you can do little things, like... Um, what ninety percent of the population have a coffee before they get up in the morning, right. and they and they probably can't function. Well, not function, but mm. some people who haven't had a coffee in the morning, I'm fine. I can not have a coffee in the morning. I'm still sweet. Mm. But some people like caffeine is a drug, and if you're addicted to that, but it's just because it's. How long have we been going for? Uh, probably like two hours. I think. Really sus. Yeah, continue. This is incredible. Because I feel like, again, with this podcast, the first hour... Well, let's see the time first. Is it actually... Uh, an hour and a half. The oh, first half an hour is was is the warm-up. You see how it wasn't... It mm. wasn't... Now yeah. we're, we're in the juice now. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's the best thing about a podcast. But you can tell that you boys have done this before because when we had a little low patch, and we're going to come on to your perception and me, mm. is you dropped, dropped the bomb and you were like, Ben, I want you to say your perception of yourself. And that just, it leads on to, so I love this because it, everything we chat, and like when, when I sat down, I like looked at um, Harry and I was like, so what was the plan? And you both looked at each other and you were like, there is no plan. And none of this is, none of this is scripted. I had no, there was no like chat at the dinner table, like, right, we're going to talk about this. And then that would lead on to this. Yeah, that was my fucking sister all the time. Whenever she brings it up, she's like, so what are you talking about? And I'm like, it's the same answer every time. Or even my mum, it's like, you know. We get on there and we talk shit. Mm. We don't have anything scripted. Like if we want to talk about something, we'll talk about it. Like, do you ever bring like key points? Like, do I you try in the yeah, I I tried to in the beginning because I was like, podcast could have something to talk about, right? It'd be interesting. <laughs> like, I guess you really do if you want to. You if you want to build followers, you have to like mm. have a certain topic. Like, mm. Rather more, yeah. Okay. Like currently, Ukraine. If you wanted to build, like, I don't know, a podcast has blown up because of that fucking the Ukraine war they were explaining in great detail but like yeah it's just like I like chatting shit mm-hmm. and really? apparently our mates like hearing us chatting shit mm. well that I know of I get mine from my journalism my journaling uh, that, that's okay. where that's where a lot of my my ideas yeah. just stem from journaling and but it starts as an idea I journal it and then I go deeper into it and then I'll just be sitting here going oh one thing that I figured out today last week when I was out clubbing was this thing that yeah. a dance floor is a dance floor is deaf communicate it's, it's a deaf environment so therefore everything on a dance floor is is body language and hand gestures and you need a it's a good way to learn how to communicate in that way mm. yeah. no big time it's I very much you only think of something during the day like a question or something you don't know I proactively have started to use my notes on my phone mm. just for like if I don't know how something works or there was the other day it was oh you probably probably won't know but it was a BMX gyro do you know what that is so on a BMX you've got a brake back brake and it's the gyros the bits you can spin the bars as many times as you like oh, okay. and, it, and you can still use your brake whereas normally you'd have the brake line and it will yeah. get tangled yeah. but, and I was like I don't even know what I was doing I haven't ridden BMX in a few months since I've been out here and I just thought, how does that work? Mm. And I just put a little note on my phone, and I was like, gyro? Mm. And I came to it like a few days later, and I had no fucking idea what, I, mm. what a gyro was. And, I just, and then I remembered the other day, and I just Googled it, watched a YouTube video, and I was like, sick. No, and I've just proactively yeah. done little things like that, and it's like, 
It's good, or you hear a word in a podcast and you just write it down. I have a vocabulary vocabulary list. Yeah, one sick. No, but that's right, it. Sounds so very similar to what like you hear a word and you're like, right, I'm gonna learn what that word means. Let's go through see if you know because I don't I know. I fucking anymore. like this list based on the fact that whenever you bring out some weird like word like fucking surreptitious. What is it? Surreptitious. Yeah, bro. Fuck yeah. you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, when you said that, I was like, I've never heard that word in my life. Literally, half the movies that I've seen now, oh, such a surreptitious moment. I don't even know what surreptitious means anymore. I forgot. Yeah, bro, that's the thing. Oh, I don't know. I know, my favourite word is serendipitous. That's my favourite word. And that, bro. Like, What's the name? Literally. Serendipitous. Oh, man. I couldn't tell you what the fuck it means. See, this oh, is what does it mean? Yeah, saying? yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. It means it means to unexpectedly discover something that turns out to be clever. Oh. Yeah, so a serendipitous discovery. Anytime he says a new word like that you've never heard of, it'll just crop up in like movies and shit. For me, at least, like I hear it constantly. Your notes need organising. That would stress me out. Mate, I got so much shit. I can't even find it. Where are they? I I got quotes though. I you got quotes as well. Oh, I I've, I've got a quote. Um, that would be quite a nice way not to wrap the podcast up. Yeah, yeah. Know, but I've got a little quote. Um, well, we can share quotes towards the end and just discuss them. But yeah, so right, let's do a few words and then uh, I'll do a few quotes and you do a few. Quotes. Supercilious, vicissitude, surreptitious, serendipitous, ingratiating. I know that one, but I don't ever use that word. You know, ingratiating. No. It's like to like. I can't even explain it because I don't use it enough. You haven't got enough context for it, but it's like. To, to warmly welcome someone it's an ingratiating exactly this I've had an ingratiating I don't know experience yeah, yeah. yeah big fun their boys have been very ingratiating dichotomy sycophantic obsequies servile proclivity antithesis supplant apotheosis unctuous esoteric idiosyncratic rebuke petulant <laughs> that's definitely one from your trip to Germany yeah. no that was a fucking <laughs> wee out one let's look it up right now I remember this tripped me the fuck out when I saw it let's google it Just have you got any quotes on your phone or a fucking yeah but probably the, the funniest quote is even it used to be in my tinder profile how bad is that mm. and it was it's one from James Smith and it was um, when you hear hooves, think horses, not zebras. Say what? Say what? If you hear hooves, think horses, not zebras. Why? Wow. So, stati- statistically, if you heard hooves outside the window right now, you'd think horses. Yes. Yeah. And that is That's that is the point. Fair. But what if you thought but, zebras? That's but a there is a slight, there is a small chance they could be zebras. That it could be a zebra. But more than likely it's going to be a horse. Mm. So if you ever, like the way that I've always used it is, you know when you get that gut feeling? Mm. That's the hooves. Mm. But then when you tell yourself, no, nah, no, nah, it's, nah, it's not. Like the way that Jane Smith used it is like, if you think your missus is cheating on you, chances are mm. she's cheating on you. Yeah. But it's like, but you always say to yourself, no, nah, she's not. She's a zebra. Yeah, she. but she's not. She's... She's a fucking horse. <laughs> like, like, if you hear hooves, think horses, not zebras. Mm. So always trust your gut feeling. And because 
the times where I've had a gut feeling, I don't know about you boys, mm. this looks like the most sociable podcast in the world. Um, no, carry on, that's good. I think, have you boys ever had a gut feeling and not gone with your gut feeling and then that gut feeling has became like true? Have you ever, has there ever been any standout times? Mm-hmm. No. No. You always trust your gut feeling on every decision you've ever made. I don't really get strong gut feelings. No, yeah. I don't know. I've never, I've never had a big enough experience to ever like say my gut feeling led me somewhere or it didn't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't really put my thumb on yeah. like exactly, but I know that sometimes things have happened and I've been like, I was worried about that like weeks and weeks ago. Mm. Why didn't I just squash it then? Mm. But you just your the zebras come out mm. and you're like, oh, that's gonna be sound. But then yeah, go. On. I was gonna say, do you avoid? Do you avoid I confrontation I or do so you much. squash it as fast as possible? Because, like, oh. do you avoid an issue in yeah. a relationship or do you try and bring it out and flesh it out? Um, communication is key. That's why I've always... I always like to squash squash something small while it's still small. Yes, because I feel like it actually grows. Rather than let, let ten little things... Um, pondering your mind mm. and then when the 11th bad thing happens you explode mm. I'd rather squash the first little thing before it becomes mm. 11 little things are we still good? I'm not sure if we're recording still Gus it's not red A it's green yeah. well, oh well we're going to out of visuals that's right yeah as long as the um Speakers are still yeah, working. That, 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 oh, goes, yeah, that, that goes to the air. Perfect. Yeah, no, I um what were we talking about? Talking about uh do you squash it earlier? Yeah, I always I always a big believer and I'm very open with people I talk to about stuff like that. And mm. there was one thing that's weird how the dynamic changes when you know that that's off. Yeah, the camera. Did? Like a little bit, yeah. yeah. You don't feel like you're being watched, but mm. then I'm being heard instead. Yes. But I've always been a big believer in like, yeah, just like, if there's an issue, fucking say it there's an issue, and then we'll see if we can, like, not repair it, but, like, work from there. But mm. I feel like if you let things build within you, then you're just setting yourself up for... But did, like, you, did you say yes at the start of that when I began that question? You said yes, so what's the change of heart? What was the yes for? I swear you said yes. Do I let things ponder? No, you said... You said do I squash them? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe, I don't know. No, I, yeah, I, I, do, I do squash them. I don't... Um... The confrontation wasn't that no. the first Yeah, thing. yeah, no, yes. no, not, no, no. I, I don't like, I haven't... No, I just... I'd like to be, like to be amicable with everyone. Mm-hmm. And I'd much rather just take one for the team almost mm. to avoid any conflict. Yeah. Um, just because I think that's just in my nature. I haven't been brought up to not speak my own voice because I definitely do but I've definitely been like if you can avoid like a situation that's not a pleasant situation then I would do everything in my power to avoid that Mm. whereas how are you in that sense do you avoid confrontation or are you sometimes drawn to a little bit of I would say I'm probably very similar to you I like to find like a positive I like to spin it as positive, like try and find a positive position within it. Or if I, if someone disagrees with me, I'm not going to argue with them. I'm going to allow, let bygones be bygones and I just let them move forward. 
yeah, I'm not into like, because I've noticed that like people, or everyone thinks such different things. And when I really question why I think the way I think, I find it very hard to defend myself on a deep level. Yeah. And then I fucking can't really argue. Yeah. And you always, in hindsight, after you have had that confrontation, you always think of something better to say. Or like a point that could have mm. not overruled that point, but or you regret what you say. Oh yeah, 100%. I I I I dice people up when I go when I'm very confrontational and I never feel good afterwards. Get it on them because mm. I'm very articulate and like say my you brother, are my brother for instance can't convey his emotions as clearly and I can so I can cut deep into him and he doesn't really have feet to stand on to argue against me mm-hmm. and like it's actually like upsetting because i actually have a negative effect on him and i love him and then you're like fuck why'd i do that and you have to go apologize it's like there's no need for that in the first place yeah i should like he's my brother we should be able to be like diplomatic mm. i think brothers and stuff like that i think there's always a time where you clash mm. and i remember not throwing my brother under the bus but there was definitely a couple times where he would say stuff to me in the heat of the moment, and then he'd go down to his room. For instance, that's very hypothetical, but he would go and take a minute, and then he'd come back and be like, oh, I'm sorry, mate. Yeah, and respect be like, that. But then, yeah, but then being like, I don't, know, I don't remember how old I was, but say I was like 15, you're like, fucking you did it yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You fucking always say it, and then you come back and apologise, don't say it in the first place. But sometimes you can't, especially when when you're that age and you've got fucking testosterone flying around your body, mm. you just don't really... He's even got his feet up now, the camera's off. What's <laughs> <laughs> all the fucking camera's off? Zero. Um, yeah, no, definitely. That's that's funny, you actually... Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm back on my again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think that's... That's actually, like... That's what half of this is about, is finding things like that and then you realise that you've had the same experiences with mm. brothers, sisters, etc. Mm. But have you got any quotes on your phone? Yeah. That's that's who you're gonna be when you're when you're older, bro. What? You're gonna be that fucking funny cunt older bloke. Just like my fucking ass cunt. Yeah. You'd be like just the king <laughs> of the fucking castle. Uh, I, Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> then it's my I fucking pay for it. I didn't know I didn't say I would pay, I'd pay for it. Fucking built it. Al's the fucking. Let me think. Well, um, why you guys want some quotes? Yeah. First impression. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, nice. Don't worry, remember I'm the forgotten a child. podcast <laughs> expert. Don't worry, I'm very used to this. Um, <laughs> no, it's actually no, it hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah. Um. What the fuck was that? There's um, a cop. Was he? In? Where did you get that feel from? Like, and be like, hey man, what's up? Like, I thought you were gonna. I don't know. I I guess because I just had this like view on couch surfers that they're just bums, Mm. literally. Mm. And then like, just but then getting to like know you, but it was also like straight away, immediately off the bat, you had this like vibe this aura of like you're very you're very colourful now 
even to the like even from like when I first met you, you like you weren't afraid to be like, okay, yeah, this is me. Like, how are you going? Like, this is that shit. You didn't you like were already up for conversation. And yeah. I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And, like, and then like yeah, I said like I said the other day like I now consider you a mate. Mm. Thank you, like, brother. We've like had like yeah first night or whenever the fuck talk to you one on one. Yeah. And I was like, you're a cool cunt. Like just met me and like yeah yeah it'd be intimidating coming up to somebody's house halfway across the road uh, halfway across the world you don't know anybody mm. strangers and like yeah 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 hey. yeah I don't think from my point of view I, it's good to get out in the open like mm. and to be yourself from the get go mm. because even staying here for a week I'll slip up at some point if I, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, if I try to put any pressure on you, you'd mm. slip up at some point. Mm. But just being straight off the bat like that, and you've all been so accommodating for it, like, when I've just gone on my own and sat down and stuck on something for 20 minutes, you've just all been like, like he needs a minute. Mm. Like, out of, oh, yeah, out of I alliance then. Yeah, but like, even with you boys, like, when you're journaling or when you go into a room, like, I've always been like, do you want me to come in? And you're like, yeah, bro, and then other times, like, you've been like, I'll give you a minute. Mm. And it's like, that minute might be a minute, or it might be 10, 20, 30. Mm. And it's just very understanding. But thank you, brother, that's sick. And I definitely consider you both friends as well. And when you both eventually come to UK, we will hand... Um, when you both come to the UK, um, we'll have to do a podcast in Devon. Oh, fuck fuck yeah, on bro. the balcony, fuck at yeah, home. Bro. That'd be insane. Probably in the pissing rain. <laughs> but no, and yeah, we'll, we'll do a ghetto, or I'll have to get a little podcast set up. Oosh. At home. Yeah, yeah. And then, I think, I definitely, it's inspired me. I definitely like to do one with Eli, my friend at home. Because, fun because, like, yeah. because like, you and just get to put shit yeah. out in the world. And imagine showing your kids one day, yeah. or showing your fucking grandkids, this is what fucking, yeah. That's good. You. <gasps> oh, you Ronaldo. Oh, I'll be back. Gonna... Oh, the camera's off anyway. But oh, fuck yeah. My, no, my bond's out the front, it's who Ronaldo. He's been, since the podcast has begun. And it's it's my future that I'm gonna like grow with the podcast. It's oh. like the podcast. But yeah. yeah. Anyways, I fucking weaved out for no reason. <laughs> no, I completely lost where I was, but shit. Fucking sucks. cut that in half. Um Yeah, yeah, I just I think my bond with Eli, Eli. is very similar Elijah. Elijah. Elijah Welsh. Elijah Welsh that doesn't sound Wait, Welsh? Welsh, yeah. Elijah Welsh. Like W E. Yeah. Which one? This is not good. Relations. I'm blown. I, nah, I'm G. I'm good. Oi, frappe if they got him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Salted Campbell frappe. Chocolate. Salted Campbell. And can I have six chicken nuggets, please? Chocolate frappe, please. <laughs> All salted caramel? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. All salted caramel. Yeah. 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 He I comes up, he comes up with like, with like, just trying to be a little mouse quiet and then just rapes the entire podcast. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thank you, yeah. That is our But gives us McDonald's, so how can I talk shit? Do you know how <laughs> do you know how different it is? Is at home we don't have delivery. Like at home in, in England we do, but we're yeah. at home home yeah, yeah. in Bridgeford we don't. Yeah. And it's like we're like half an hour from any takeaway. Yeah. So like oh. it's so like to do something like that you have no idea how like special that is to me yeah. because it's like fuck, you can literally just Get my to your door. Yeah. But, it's yeah, going on to Eli, I'll rattle on a little bit. Um, 
Yeah, just my relationship with him is very, I can, it's like a mirror between you two. Mm. Like, I can very much see me and him doing something like this. Mm. And I feel like when we've had chats, gone for like coffees and stuff, it's one of those relationships where you don't have to talk every day. Mm. You don't have to, like, you're not close. maintenance. Yeah, and then when you get together, it's like nothing's changed. Mm. And you just pick up exactly from where you left off, had a quick catch up Mm. about what you've been doing, where you've been, and then you're straight in. So like present, how are you feeling? What's mm. on? Deep and friendships. Yeah, and I definitely He's think. Back. What's he need? Ah, uh, what oh, shakes? Whoa. What shakes? What's a shake? Ah, uh, have a strawberry, please. Vanilla, chocolate. Oh, three piece. Um, yeah, I definitely, yeah, definitely think I could. I would love to do that with him. Just to look back on it one day. Be like, remember when we were fucking 22? Mm. And doing a podcast? Mm. Like, once a month or something? Mm. But how often do you do this? Well, we've had a hiatus because we've... It's just been a period of changing dynamics between the house. Mm. Moving from, like, uh, moving from a... We see each other a couple times a week for a couple of hours and we're, like, got a bunch of energy for each other to we got to organise between each other's schedules to get find time for each other. It's a m- much more mature relationship. Mm. But I feel like that, that I, me personally, I feel like we're finally settling back together. Yeah. 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 It's been a very interesting stage, like for friendships. It's, been, it's very hard to explain. Mm. Yeah. Um, I reckon we should go a quote each as we rattle down. Oh, I do a great one. You go first. Uh, no, we'll go, we'll go right <laughs> to left. Huh? You, want the, you want the final. I've got a couple, but... Fuck you and your motherfucking friends, bitch. What? What? <laughs> Is this like a drug brand, bro? Element papers? Grown in the earth, nourished by water, powered by the wind, burned by the fire. <laughs> Element papers, bro. <laughs> That's the quote. Do you want another one? <laughs> Why do I have that? <laughs> that was in a rumor, I swear. Oh, um, um, hmm. I haven't got a great deal to choose from. Um, when we're off air, I'd love to look through your quotes, just all of them. Of course. And you can definitely go through mine. Sure. Because some of mine aren't. I just wouldn't say them on a podcast. Why? Oh, here we go. I just, I don't know, some of them are not personal, but some of them are just for me, you know? Interesting. Like, I don't don't need to. Mm. Share. Don't need to share the place. But please share. No, no, I just thought that was Go on. Alright. Uh, we can keep this on two hours. literally based around the same kind of thing, but it's from Logic, it was in a song. Ooh. Saying that you can't solidifies you never will. Yeah. That's a good one. I fucking like it. That is true. It's like not with that attitude. That's like my favorite thing. Like whenever I fucking say something negative, and then I was like, I like, I go not with that attitude. It just changes. Just, mm. You just get out of that attitude just in that instant. All right, here's mine. This is like this sums me up, like with how I want to live my life. Show me one person who cares how they act. Someone for whom success is less important than the manner in which it is achieved. Epictetus. Show me one man who cares how they act. Someone for whom success is less important than the manner in which it is achieved. So the method of success matters more than the success. 
how I act yeah. enjoy in the my life. Kind of the process yes. is more yeah. important than the yeah yeah well, enjoy I, the process. I have a standard of who mm-hmm. I want to be in this life based upon my morals and my ethics and my values, and I'm not going to sacrifice them for whatever perceived success I desire. My success is through expressing those values in my life. As you go. Yes. Love that. Epictetus, who was an ancient philosopher. Yeah, bro, just shit on my fucking. Yeah, I got it from a rapper. Yin Yang. So, I will rattle off just a couple real quick. Yeah. But one of them was from a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Highly recommend. And at the end, he, um, little bit, not backstory, but yeah, at the end, his. His best mate died jumping into a lake late at night at a party, etc. And the last thing that his friend said to him was they were walking there at a party. One of them was going down to the pool and the lake and one of them was going up to the house. And the last thing that his friend said to him is um, he asked his friend, where will I see you later? And then his friend replied, seek the truth for yourself and I'll meet you there. And that was the last thing that his best friend ever said to him. And then he jumped into a pool and, and died. Well, he jumped into the pool and then he, like, um, I think he had hypothermia. But don't quote me on that. I think yeah. he just struggled to swim. It was all dark and just, yeah, right. drowned. But highly recommend the last chapter. I've actually got see, photos. the truth yourself and I'll see you there. And I'll meet you there. I'll meet you there. That is incredible. Bro, did this guy know he was going to die? No, like... it was just, no. But yeah, it's, it's almost just, it works like I've that. Got, hey. Do you know what? I, when, I, when I read it, I read it over here when I was um actually at, like in a sling and I was pretty and I I remember phoning my friend Dylan from home and I took photos of every page of this last of the last chapter mm. and I'll send them all to you as well and just read the last chapter because it's the best la- best chapter of any book that I've ever read not mm. I've read hundreds of books but yeah so that's that's probably one that recently I have really like I just how powerful that is mm. seek the truth for yourself and I'll meet you there and then um, we'll just end with this probably. This is what Dylan, my friend from home, um, who always said to me, mm. was um, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Say again, say again. <laughs> <laughs> You've just taken my powerful quote and just fucked it. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, um, can't put the blame on you. Fool me three three times, fuck the peace signs. Blow the chopper and let it rain on you. <laughs> I reckon we should end it there, that's sick. Bada bing. Fuck your ass. NMU Productions, nature at its finest.